Hi everyone. I hope everyone is doing well. I am so excited about today's episode because we are talking about starting new businesses. Now you may already be an entrepreneur. You've already started a successful business or you might be starting a business for the very first time. Whichever place you are in, I am so glad that you're here. Stay plugged in, stay tuned in. We're going to get into all of the details. So today we are talking about starting a new business. Now, again, you might have already started a business before and you're wanting to start another business and you just feel like you don't really have clarity around how to get that started, what you need, um, what you need to strategize around in order to get the first step off the ground. So today we're going to talk about it. So you're going to need a pen and a paper or at least make some mental notes, okay? Refer back to this episode so that you can understand exactly what you need to do and the steps that you need to take in order to start that next business, okay? Now, a lot of us have so many dreams and goals of starting multiple businesses, and it's so weird because sometimes even though you've started a business that is already successful, it's already off the ground, and it's doing amazing It can be a little bit intimidating or cause you to be a little bit more vulnerable when you're starting that next business because you really have to start all over. (laughs) I hate to use this analogy, but you know, it's kind of like having another kid, you know, if you've already had a child and they're uh, kind of independent and able to do things on their own and now you're having another baby and though it's a blessing, it's a gift from the Lord, um, there is challenge and sometimes going through those initial growing pains that everyone faces um, when you're having babies, starting a new business, starting a new job, starting whatever new thing that you're starting, it can always be difficult. So we're going to talk about some practical, simple, basic, and tactical steps that you can start today. I mean, you can start within 30 minutes. They're very simple so that you can get on to the next step of starting your next business. Okay. First thing, you're going to get a piece of paper and you are going to write at the very top, plan for whatever business that you're starting, right? So plan for Galatians Bookkeeping, plan for the marketing firm, plan for whatever the initial name that you've been drumming up in your head, write that name down and say at the top, it is the plan for that business. And I feel like this is helpful because you already can begin to be proud of yourself that you are, hey, one step further than just thinking about and mulling over this thought in your head, you're actually putting some action behind what your thoughts are are doing. So you're going to get that piece of paper, write down the plan for your business, write those exact words and the business name that you have in mind. And then right under that, you are going to write your revenue goal for that business for the first year. This can be as outlandish as you would like for it to be. This can be sky high or this can be conservative. It can be a hundred million bajillion dollars or it could be, hey, I want to do $10,000 this year. Hey, I want to do um, $1 million this year or 50 million, whatever that is, write it down. All right. So that you have your revenue goal. Your next thing that you're going to write down are your projected taxes. So you're going to write two line items for projected taxes because you want to know what your annual projected tax is going to be. And it's going to be, uh, and you want to know what your quarterly projected taxes are going to be. Now, this will vary wildly depending on what tax class you are filing your business under. So if you're filing as a sole proprietor, if you're filing as an S. S class, C class, 
partnership, corporation, whatever the case, it's going to vary, but we're going to, in some ways, standardize this tax number just for the purposes of you planning from a monetary standpoint, okay? So you're going to write projected taxes, annual and quarterly. So you're going to take, go ahead and take 30% of that revenue goal, and that's going to be your annual projected taxes that you're going to write down. Now, once you have that figure, you're going to divide the projected annual taxes, divide that into four, and you'll get your quarterly projected taxes, okay? So feel free to pause this episode, go do that calculation. If you had an annual revenue goal of $1 million in one year, 30% of that would be $300,000, okay? So that's gonna be your annual projected taxes. If, if you break that down into four, that will be $75,000 for quarterly taxes, okay? Now, we wanna just have these figures to understand and play with in our mind just so we know that, okay, even if we make a million dollars in a year, we're still gonna have to take out some of those funds and set those aside. So that won't be a part of our net profit or our actual cash, okay? Next, you're going to start labor planning, okay? So you want to understand what is it going to take to bring on labor and if it's necessary, okay? Depending on what kind of business you're starting, you might not even need labor. If you're starting maybe a coaching or a consulting business, you're, you're gonna need very minimal, minimal labor, okay? If you're a service-based business, however, depending on the service, you're gonna need at some point some kind of labor. And it's completely okay. I would actually recommend that you start out doing it yourself once you have at least one or two clients in your in your portfolio, then you should be able to gain new clients. However, for the purposes of planning, we we want to have a a visual and a guideline for what these figures will look like, so that we can have a reasonable understanding of. What, all right, I kind of want to start that over. So as we talk about labor, there are four components to labor, and these four components honestly make up your business, okay? So these four parts are marketing, sales, operations, and admin. Okay, so from my perspective, if you were to ask me, Angelise, where would you invest your startup dollars within these four components? I would say that you're more, you're better off to invest completely into sales at the beginning of your business. Out of those four categories, I would heavily invest in sales. And I would not even use the word heavily because when you're first starting any business, whether you're a successful business or you're starting a business for the very first time, you don't want to have any heavy investment in anything. You want to invest as little as possible. You really want to go down to the bare, bare, bare bones. I mean, if you can get away with doing something for free, you know, don't do anything that's illegal, but you want to invest as little as possible until you get that first customer or that first client in the door. That is what tells you that your service is um, accepted within the marketplace and that there is a place for your business within the market. Once you have that green check and you have that first client that comes through the door or that first customer, that is when you can begin investing into some of these other categories that I've talked about because they are also very, very, very important. Marketing operations and admin, very important to the operate, you know, to the running of a business. So my suggestion would be for you to pour 
you know, if you're going to pour anything at all into your business in terms of uh, financial investment, I would go with the sales route, making sure that you have either a coordinator or at the very minimum, a sales strategy that you can implement so that you can get those customers and those clients in the door to be able to then turn around and reinvest into your business. Okay. Now, once you've decided where you're going to invest, whether it's marketing, sales, operations, and admin, you're going to tally up that total cost. Okay. You're also going to look at any software that's needed to get the business started. Now, again, this is, this should be very, very minimal. Okay. There is no need to go out and buy all the latest and greatest software and technology even if it is going to be efficient for your business, because you are at the very beginning stages of this new business venture, you want to, again, be very conservative with what you're investing into. So what I would do, honestly, is, you know, maybe do the free trial for that software program and then say and learn how it works and learn how the bells and whistles work together. And then once you get that first client in the door, you already have the experience. You can take the the funds that you've gained from your client and be able to implement that and, and buy the subscription or whatever the case is for your business. That's how I would do it, okay? But you at least wanna know what the costs are gonna be and what the software platforms are gonna be for starting your business and getting it off the ground. Once you have a tally of all of those, you're gonna combine all of those costs between labor and software and anything else that you think is crucial and critical to starting up your business. You're going to write all those down and calculate it and give, give the total. All right. Now you're going to take your revenue goal that we did at the top and you're going to, so then you're going to take the total of all of those expenses that we just listed out between labor and software you're going to tally those up and you're going to subtract that figure from your revenue goal. So if your revenue goal was a million dollars and your labor and your software is going to cost you $20,000, you have, so if your revenue goal is $1 million and your total expenses are $20,000, you have $980,000 left over, which would be your projected net profit for that business from a startup perspective, okay? The next thing that we need to talk about is your sales strategy. That's what we're gonna write down on our piece of paper is your sales strategy and what that looks like. Now, I will preface this by saying I am not a sales expert. I don't claim to be. I, However, I do have a successful business, okay? And as a business owner, you have to understand that sales is a crucial and critical part of your business. And if you're not doing sales, you don't have a business. Now, I'm an accountant. I do the numbers and the details. And accounting is the heartbeat of business. And if you don't have sales and you don't have a business, therefore, you don't have accounting. So it all threads in together and weaves in together interchangeably. Um, so the next thing that you want to write down is your sales strategy and you're going to write three things. Okay. And you're going to write three, three action items that will need to take place in order to generate sales for your business. 
So under your sales strategy, this might be an example that you write down. Number one, networking events, attending networking events and meeting new people. Number two, taking those people that you meet from the networking events, take them to lunch. Maybe it's a group lunch. Maybe it's a one-on-one lunch. Get to know them better. Get to know more about their business. Become friends. Okay. Number three would be to nurture those relationships, stay in contact, stay in communication, meet up at different events with them together, and then close the deal. Okay. That's a very simple approach to your sales strategy. Now, again, I'm not a sales expert. So some people might be like, oh, that will never work. And da, 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 da. I get it. These are just examples, okay? Whatever works for your business, however you see your client coming into your business is what you need to write down in three simple steps. Another example might be hiring a cold caller who will call people on your behalf to see if they're interested in your service or your product, okay? So that will be number one, hiring a cold caller. Number two would be following up with those people that you called. Maybe they didn't answer the phone or maybe they said no and you wanna try another time. So number two would be following up. And then number three would be ensuring that the onboarding process is seamless when they say yes. So once you get that person on the phone and they do say yes, okay, great. Now you're into my pipeline and you're following down the sales funnel. Let's just make sure that that's optimized and that it's seamless. Okay. So that's another example. So once you have your sales strategy in three simple steps, what you want to next identify is what the next step is to make that happen. Okay, so if we go back to our first example of going to networking events and taking people out to lunch, if that's going to be your sales strategy to gain clients for your business, the next step would be, okay, let me look up networking events in my area that are happening within the next 30 to 60 days. Okay, great. That would be your next step is to figure out when when they're happening and how you can get there. Okay. Now, once you figured out what that very next step looks like, and I mean, for some people, it might require you to actually just scale back a little bit and pray and say, Lord, what do I need to do? How do I need to bring in in these clients for my business? So whatever that looks like for you, do it, okay? And once you have what that thing is, what that sales strategy is, and what that next step is for you, You need to make space to do this every single day, okay? Now, to tell you a little bit about my story and how I got into starting my business by the glory of God, I'm so grateful. I don't know. When I started Galatians Bookkeeping, I quit my job. I had a little bit of a nest egg. Uh, I mean, mean, it was a little bit, y'all. Little, little bit. And I would go to a coffee shop every single day. I did this exact same thing, this exact same process that I just told you. I did this exact same thing. I wrote down my revenue goals. I wrote down my projected taxes for, 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 I I wrote down my projected taxes, both annual and quarterly. I wrote down the labor that I thought that I would need. And I wrote down what the net profit would be. I wrote down the sales strategy. I did this exact same thing. I wrote down the revenue goal. I wrote down the the expenses and the net profit and the sales strategy in very simple and easy steps, right? So that I knew what actions to take, right? And from there, I knew what my sales strategy was. And so I said, okay, Lord, I got it. 
So what I did was I would go to a coffee shop every single day because I didn't want to be at home. I wanted to be around people. I wanted to be somewhat engaged in some kind of workspace. And I would go to the coffee shop and I would open my laptop and get to work on my sales strategy. And I would do that every single day, every single day. And it's so funny because when I was starting my business and when I was doing this, I quit my job um, in December. It was the month of in the month of December, um, end of November, early December. And I was so locked in and so focused that when Christmas came, I was actually upset because I was like, I'm ready to get to work. I am fired. I'm like, what? I have to stop. I can't get into my sales strategy and, and all these things. That's what I did. That's how I was able to grow my business and gain client for my business. That's how I was able to make an impact on people where I could help them get organized within their finances. And I'm able to now strategize with people and help them to be able to plan for the future, both on a business level and a personal level. I'm able to have my team and work with my team so that we can be able to support our clients with a very minute detailed work that is required and that is such a headache for them to deal with every single day. I have done this work. I have done this work and within, I would say after I quit my job, it was about, it took about two months. So 60 days of being consistent and dedicated every single day and it continues to grow year over year. And it started with this very simple plan of knowing what the numbers are and having clarity on where to start. It's because of that that I was able to start a business that continues to grow and where I'm able to work with a team of people who are exceptional at what they do and are exceptional at supporting our clients. And so I want that same thing for you. And I would love to talk more with you about how you can get there. I would love to talk with you about your strategy, not just your, your sales strategy, but your financial strategy, how you're going to manage the income that's coming into your business as you're planning. And so I'm here for you. I'm here for you as a resource so that you can ask me questions so that I can be there for you and be a cheerleader on the sidelines for you. And so if you're ready for that, if you are, if you are ready to stop wasting time and get into community with people who are ready to support you, the website is down below in the show notes, galatiansbookkeeping.com. Schedule a call with us where we can support you and become your network of professionals that you have in your pocket to help you along this journey for success. I hope this was helpful for you and I hope you have a great week. I will talk to you later.